0: Good morning. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. We're very excited to have you here watching and listening to our online service here at CFC. Um I'm praying that you are staying encouraged and even convicted by these services. Um, I'm Matt. I've been producing these videos for us all to watch so that we can stay connected and still feel somewhat as if we're not completely isolated. And it's been a pleasure to see the results and just how many people have been watching in. So I pray that today is the same, that you are encouraged by uh, our service and by what we have to share with you this morning. So very very excited that we get to connect online like this um, and that we do get to still have those chats and so if you're on the CFC online platform right now use that chat room or even if you're on YouTube use that chat section as well too just let us know that you're connected and that you're watching Um, there are lots of people listening in and and watching right now and um, so feel free to just throw down who you are and Uh, where you're watching from maybe and we can we can perhaps get a hold of you via chat if you want to connect um, after the service use that chat room to get a hold of us and just sing out say hey I would I need prayer or hey um, I'd love to connect in other forms or whatever it is that you uh, are interested in so we um we have other programs um, aside from this Sunday morning service that we want you to get plugged into. If you fit into those programs, whether it's MOPS, if you're a mother of a preschooler, uh, MOPS is still running for those of you who are in MOPS. Um, it's just more online now, and um, it's still it's still running. So go ahead and and get connected via MOPS. Uh, or if it's brand new to you, then at least you know let us know via that chat room too. Youth group. Um, is still running. And for the kids that are watching, um, you guys, as you know, jump in on Friday nights, um, same time, all of that sort of stuff and get connected. Um, let us know also that you're watching too. So, And uh, there, there'll there be a description and, and all there'll be links in the description to get you plugged in if you're not in already too. Kids Church is on um, again after this service. So there'll be a description in the chat that you can click on to get onto the Facebook, which We'll get you plugged into the to the chats and the like and everything that you need for Kids Church too. So I hope that you are staying connected once again um, and that you're using this time effectively. Um, as a believer, I myself am trying to think of fun ways and exciting ways to use this time that God has got us in um, to actually reach out on a brand new way and a brand new level and to a whole new degree that God's using this time. If you haven't heard the stories, there's lots and lots of people that are just pouring out gifts whether it's landing things on people's doorsteps or sending out uh, mail messages all of those sorts of things Um, let's as believers let's jump in on those methods that do encourage people and lift them up in these super super isolated times so um, I encourage you to step out and to do things that aren't normal for you in these times Um, and I just pray that you will be convicted by the Holy Spirit in these extremely uh, rare and unique, but also extremely uh, important times that we've got. So um, let's pray before we get into our first song, um, and then let's go, let's get straight into the service. So Father, we just thank you so much for um The the amazing opportunity that we have to be with you, um, even if our time is more free and maybe more boring, Father, I ask that you would help us to use this time to connect to you more and more um, as we go more and more into the isolation and the quarantine that we're stuck in at the moment, Father. So we just thank you that um, even in the midst of all the troubles that we go through right now, that you continue to use us, um, that you continue to speak to us, and that that you continue to... uh, uh, to just bring out the best in each and every one of us, Father. And I, and I ask that you would encourage those who are feeling especially discouraged this morning, um, that you would lift them up too, Father. But I just, I just thank you again for this service and for the ability for us to stay connected and and to watch in. So we just thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning and thank you for joining with us today. It's so good to come together
1: at this time and 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 come around God's Word to worship God together. And I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's chatting in the chat box just beside us and and letting us know you're there. And also I want to say a huge thank you to those of who've sent messages to let us know you're you're joining with us. Those of you who are in in Colac and and Birrigarra and surrounding areas and in Melbourne and in Northern Victoria, South Australia. Those of you in Queensland and Philippines and all the way to Norway. We just want to say thank you so much for for the messages and for letting us know that you're joining with us as we do these services um, it's such a privilege for us to be able to, to, to do this and to, to get the message of God's love out to this world. And I want to really encourage you to be a part of that. Uh, you, can, you can share the posts on Facebook and every share normally adds about 100 views to every post. So if we have 10 people share a post, that's a thousand extra people to get the opportunity to click on that button and, and hear the message of the gospel and to hear about God's love for them through these services. So please Share the posts, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, do to all, to all, all those things, help us to get the, the message of God's love out. And I want to say thank you so much to those of you who are doing that already. You know, today was meant to be our AGM, our annual general meeting, uh, but obviously we can't get together for that meeting. Uh, our AGMs are, are not your average, normal AGM meeting. It's uh, really a a celebration of what God's been doing in us and through us and among us. We kind of uh, work through the the things that come up through the year, and praise God, we're able to really have a celebration for that AGM. And we're not able to have the meeting, but we we are going to send out the reports uh, soon. We hope to uh, just let you know about some of the things that God's been doing in and among us here at CFC. And if you haven't given us your email address and you'd like a copy of that, please uh, send an email to cfckolak at gmail.com, cfckolak at gmail.com, and you'll be able to be added to that list to find out some more about what's been happening over the last 12 months here at CFC. This morning though, my my what I want to do is share a bit about who we are as a church, about what God is wanting us to do at this time, at this point in history. Um, I really really want to share what I feel God has called us as a church to be and do in this in this time in this in this world and what it means to be the church. But first, let's pray together now. Lord God, we just thank you so much that we have the opportunity to come together through this online platform and and hear about and 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 celebrate your love for us, God. We just thank you Jesus for your love for every single person who's who's joining with us in this service today. God, I thank you that you know the, the challenges that they're facing and just pray that you would bring encouragement and, and faith and hope through the challenges they may have and are facing at this time. God, we thank you for your amazing love and grace. And just pray, Lord, that you would help us to, to live in that knowledge of who you are and what you've done, of, 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 your, of your presence with us, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, for your word, and for speaking to us today by your Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, right now there are so many people who are weighing up what is really important in our lives, whether it's in your own personal life or your work situation. Uh, we're, we're really weighing up what's, what's important at this time, what's, what's things that, that we can put to one side for a moment, uh, what are the things that are really a priority in our lives. And I think for some of us, that's become a financial thing too. I know some of you have, have lost your, your employment in recent weeks and even days, and that's a real challenge. I, I'm so aware of that, and financially, you're becoming very uh, careful about what's important and what's not. But just on that, I just really want to say thank you to so many people who have given online and, and are supporting what we're doing as a church and helping us to continue doing what we're doing. Uh, and also, not just giving to what we're doing here, but what we're supporting and giving as a church to other places and other programs and projects that we're a part of already, to the persecuted church and the, the church in the Philippines and things that we've already begun before this happened. I want to say thank you so much to those of you who've, who've given financially to support those things and help us continue doing what we're doing. As things are, are shaken up, I believe it's, it's right for us to ask the question, what is God's plan for us? What is God's desire for us as His church? As for people, for you who are who's watching this service today, what is God's plan for us? What's His priority? What's His purpose? You know, we have an amazing record of the early church, of what it means to be the church. Just as Jesus has uh, died and ascended to the Father, uh, he's risen again and then ascended to the Father. We have the book of Acts, which records that, that last few moments Jesus had with the disciples and then his ascension to heaven with, to, to be with the Father. And then the beginning of the church. The book of Acts records for us those, those early years of the church in, in, on earth and the way they moved and lived. And, and I want us to look this morning at the book of Acts to, to see and to hear what the church was like, what, it, what they were doing, and to help us see what God's plan for us is, as people who who know of His love. If you're listening today, God wants you to know His love and to be a part of that that body of His church. So if you've got a Bible, I encourage you to open it up, and I'll read to you this morning uh, from Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. It says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer a deep sense of awe came over all of them. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together in the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. There's four parts of that passage I want to highlight briefly this morning. And the first one is that the, the, the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles were teaching what Jesus had taught them, and, and Jesus said, teach these disciples everything I've taught you. And they, they devoted themselves to, to learning what Jesus had taught. And you know, the Word of God is life to us. What Jesus said and taught, it wasn't just nice ideas and and good things for us to to think about. God's Word is life to us. We cannot have the life He designed us to have. We cannot know the peace and the joy, the plans He has for us, unless we understand who He is and what He has spoken. And I want to encourage you to, to read the Bible to understand what God has spoken, His plans, the way He's brought things together from from Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and Moses and David and and the way God has been working through history, To, to read the Bible. And that's what the church did. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to understanding how the Old Testament Scriptures all pointed to Jesus, to understand how Jesus fulfilled those things and what Jesus actually taught and what He said when He was here on earth. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and it says they devoted themselves to the fellowship. Now, what is fellowship? It's not a word we use regularly these days. And probably if we, if we talk about fellowship, often we'll talk about maybe community. But I think community even doesn't really sum up the essence of what fellowship is all about, as the, the Bible is talking about it. The original word in the, in the Greek was koinonia, fellowship, koinonia. It, it talks about a partnership a commitment that it's even used as a, a within a marriage context, there's koinonia, there's fellowship, there's commitment, there's a partnership in that relationship that is that is so special. And the fellowship that God has called us to, to be a part of as, as Christians, as followers of Christ, is that we become one body in Jesus Christ. God talks about us becoming one body, one family, that we're all now brothers and sisters and, and, and uncles and aunties in Christ. What a beautiful picture, isn't it? And uh, you know, they, they say you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Well, that's, that's true in the church. If, if you ha- know Jesus is your saviour, you're my brother or my sister. And, and we are one body in Christ. We have koinonia, we have fellowship. We are called to be committed to one another to be in partnership, to encourage each other, to support each other. And we can't be a part of the church and not be in commitment and fellowship with one another. You know, as we try and understand fellowship and, and commitment to one another, I think in, in our society today, it's so difficult for us to fully understand and to grasp what that looks like. I think we, we in such a individualistic society where we all want to try and seem to have it all together and we want to give off the, the, the Instagram perfect picture of our life to those around us, that we don't allow people into our lives to have true fellowship how God wants us to. But that's what God calls us to, to devote ourselves to the Apostles' teaching and to fellowship. You know, I was thinking about the word fellowship and thinking of Lord of the Rings, and I'm no big Lord of the Rings Uh, fan or uh, expert but in the Lord of the Rings you've got the fellowship of the ring and and they are committed to each other for better for worse for richer for poorer they are they are going to be a part of this fellowship to deal with this ring and God has called us to be devoted to one another to be in fellowship to be committed to partner with each other for the glory of God that is the New Testament church it says they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread Now, the breaking of bread, you could could talk about that being as sharing a meal and and eating together. But breaking of bread was not just a a talking of of eating together. It's symbolic of having the Lord's Supper, to having communion together. You know, before Jesus was crucified, at, at the Last Supper, when they shared the Passover, Jesus took the bread... And, and broke it in pieces and said, this is my body and eat this in remembrance of me. And he took the cup and he says, this is my blood poured out for you. He says, drink this in remembrance of the, of the covenant of what I'm about to do for you, the sacrifice I'm about to do for you. And the d- disciples devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship and the breaking of bread. They, they continually took communion together. They had the Lord's Supper together. And as a church, we every week we come together and we have communion together. And some people say to me, Andrew, why do we why do we always have communion every week? Why can't we just do it once a month like other churches? And you know, we've made a decision to always have communion as a part of our Sunday services. Not because we have to, but because we believe that the, the whole of the Christian message is around Jesus' sacrifice for us. That there is no hope, there is no salvation, there is no life and forgiveness apart from Jesus' death and resurrection. And we, we take communion every week so that we would never forget that the hope we have in Jesus Christ is all through his sacrifice for us. It's not about us being good people, it's about Jesus' death and resurrection. He gave his life, his blood sealed that new covenant that we could have relationship with God and eternal life through him. And the New Testament church devoted themselves to that. They said, we never want to forget what Jesus has done for us. And as a New Testament church today, we want to be people who who break bread together, who eat together when we're allowed to, when we can. Maybe you can even make a phone call and eat together while you have a chat over the phone. But we also want to share communion together. We want to remind each other whenever we have opportunity that Jesus is the reason that we have hope. Jesus is the reason that we, no matter what we face, always have the victory through Him. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and it says they devoted themselves to prayer. You know, we cannot know the life that God has for us. We cannot know the peace, the the power of God, the joy of God in our life if we don't talk to Him. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is talking to God. It's, It's... Thanking Him for what He's done for us. It's talking to Him about the, the challenges that we face. Prayer is having a conversation with God. It's talking to Him and listening to Him and be, allowing Him to lead us and guide us in our lives. He says to, Paul says to pray without ceasing, to be always aware of God's presence and talking with Him and and uh, allowing Him to speak into our lives. But then it goes on in verse 43 and it says something that I feel like as as the church worldwide, in in different parts of the church throughout history, there has been times and seasons where this aspect has almost been forgotten or or, or lost within the church. And it says, a deep sense of awe came upon all the believers. Now some translations translate that word awe as, as fear, a deep sense of reverent fear came upon all the believers. And I believe we cannot know the amazing love and grace of God. We cannot understand if we understand the, the the holiness of God, the power of God. If we know who He is, we cannot help but be totally in awe of who He is, and in reverent fear and wonder of who He is. It kind of makes me think about as a as a kid, maybe growing up, you were, might have been part of a, a footy team or a, a netball team or something, and I wonder if you ever had one of those kids on your team that was it's kind of like they, they just turned into an adult at the age of 10. And you had this, this giant of a kid playing on your team. And if they were on your team, it was kind of like you had an amazing awe of this person and their abilities. But if they were on the other team, it was kind of like a, a, a holy fear because you were in absolute fear that this kid was going to trample over you to get the ball. And I think for us as, as people, if we understand God's power and His, His love and His grace, then we can have a holy, reverent awe of God. But if we realize that we are actually not on His team, if we have never surrendered to Him, if we are trying to live as our own God and King, if we're trying to live for ourselves and we're actually opposed to Him, we should be in trembling fear. Because God is the righteous judge. He's the one who will judge the living and the dead. And it says the New Testament church had a deep sense of awe. We need fresh revelation day by day of who God is. And we we need to have that sense of awe of who God is. And if you don't have that today, I pray that you'll have fresh revelation. I pray that you will begin to have that sense of awe and wonder at who God is. Because he's the one that spoke and the planets came into being. He's the one that created the world and everything in it. And we should be in awe. It says a deep sense of awe came upon them and the apostles did many signs and miraculous signs and wonders among them. Now I believe that that is actually the the normal Christian life. That the normal Christian life should be filled with a sense of awe and that signs and wonders will happen. I mean if if you believe in the power of God, if you believe that God is 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 alive and, and, and working on this earth, it should not surprise us when He does things that seem miraculous to us. Now, I've seen so many things happen in my life where um, some people might call them coincidences, but where God has just done things in truly miraculous ways. Now, I, don't, I don't believe, it, or sometimes maybe you can say this coincidences, but I believe God is at work in this world today. And I've seen God do miraculous things in people's lives. I've seen people who uh, who needed knee reconstructions and or maybe had cancer and God miraculously brought restoration to their body and instantly, in, in a moment, those people were healed and God did something that was unexplainable through our physical and human intellect. In my own life, I've had glandular fever when I was 18 years old and was just totally wiped out for a couple of weeks and And our pastor, Pastor Dave, came and prayed for me. And instantly, it was like a a weight of bricks lifted off me. And I I could get up and I could do things again. And it was absolutely amazing. And as I've shared before, uh, only a few years ago, I had a mountain bike accident. I went over the handlebars, landed on my head, broke three vertebrae, broke my back, uh, some ribs and sternum, was hugely concussed. And I was in a, a, a big mess for a few months. But then God did something in my life, and overnight I had a, a, a complete healing of my back and my, my bones. And God is a miracle working God. And if you know the power of God, if you know that God is one who created all things, it should not surprise us to think that God can do miraculous things in us, among us, around us, and even through you. I believe that that is. The normal christian life to to have a wonder and awe of god as god works in us around us and through us you know christianity is not just about believing certain things it's not about trying to be a good person to earn god's forgiveness to try and do more good than bad so that we might get into heaven being a christian isn't about just going to church sometimes and as good as it is that you've joined us today just going to church doesn't make us a christian It's about getting to know His love. It's about surrendering to Him and saying, I will follow you, Jesus, for the rest of my life. It's about believing and putting our faith in what Jesus has done for us, that God, the Creator of all things, wants to have relationship with us and that we do life in relationship with Him. Now, as we think about what God's plans for us are as a church, I was thinking about... How how this church CFC the Christian Family Church started and and when it began, and this local fellowship wasn't started to be to be a place where people would just come on Sundays to go to church. This place this this, this church was begun to to be a base for people to come to to be revived, to have revival that people would be become aware of God's love that they would be so. Um, so refreshed by the love of God that they would understand the love of God in in a new way that they would be empowered by the Holy Spirit that we would go out from this place to share the love of God with people wherever we go anywhere around the world for the rest of our lives it wasn't begun as a place for people just to come to but for people to go out from so that others would know the love of God and at this time I'm so excited and, and even energised by the fact that even though this has been a very hard and difficult time and it's been a lot of work to put these services together and I say thank you so much to the team who've been working on these messages and, and sorry on the services and, and the worship team and all those things that are happening in the background As hard as it's been, I am so excited through what we're doing at the moment because I know that there are people that have been watching these services and joining with us even today probably who have never been to church in their lives before. And I want to say you are so welcome to be here with us today. It excites me because God's plan for us as a church is not just to to exist for ourselves. We want to encourage each other and support and help each other but we, we want to exist for those who have never been to church as well. We want everyone to know the love of God and the hope that we have found in Him. God's plan for us is to be for those people who don't know the love of God yet. And I believe at this time that God wants to, even within our isolation, use every single one of us. Even those ones of us that maybe are joining in for the first time today. God wants to use you to help others know the love, the power of God in their lives as well. He wants you to know it and then you can tell others about it. He wants you to share it so that they can be revived and have faith in God too. Even though practically in this season it might be one of the most difficult times in your whole life, my prayer and my hope, my my belief is that through this time that God wants to grow a fresh understanding, a fresh perspective and a, a fresh sense of hope in us that we can be His church all the more, that He'll fill us with hope, that He'll fill us with power and and inspiration by His Holy Spirit to be for His glory. Some of you might ask, but but what does this look like? How do we we be the church? How do we do that at this time? I just want to look at verse 44 uh, down to verse 47 again for a moment. It says, A deep sense of awe came over all of them, they performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They say, well, Andrew, we can't do that. We're not allowed to meet together. But praise God, we are meeting together. We're not meeting together in one place, but we're meeting together online. And I want to say thank you for, for joining with us. Please make a comment now if you haven't. Let us know you're there. Join with us as we, as we celebrate God's love today. We, we are meeting together through YouTube, through this online platform, through through Zoom and Skype and, and through Facebook and all the different platforms we're using online, through the Bible reading plans. I know some of you are, are joining together and, and reading God's Word together through the Bible app and, and sharing the plans and devotions together. In fact, I'm going to be starting a new Bible reading plan soon through the Bible app. And if, if you'd like to join with us as we, as we read that, and you can discuss the, the Bible together through that, if you'd like to be a part of that, uh, keep following us on Facebook and you'll see the link there. You can click on that and, and join in that discussion as we read through the Bible together. But we're also meeting together through phone calls. And I know some of you are writing letters. What a great idea! What a, a novel idea to actually sit and write a letter and post it to someone or drop it off. You know, we are meeting together at this time in season, it's, it's different to probably any other time in history for us as a church but we can continue to be the church even through this season and meeting together in whatever ways we have opportunity. It says they shared everything they had. And I'm sure right now for some of you, you're really struggling in a, in a physical sense, in a sense of, of not having some of the things that you need at this time. And I want to say, if that's you, please don't, don't not ask for help. Please... Allow someone to come around you and encourage you to help you uh, to to support you financially or whatever it might be. if you are in need today, please don 't do this alone let us let somebody know let us know let somebody know that you need help and that that we can be blessed to bless you. I um, also want to say. Uh, just how overwhelmed i 've been at the amount of people that have donated different things and and given some of the things that you have to, to bless other people, people who have been donating vegetables and meat and eggs and and potatoes and, and even Easter eggs over the last few weeks just to bless other people and and to to share the love of God with those around you and I want to say thank you so much to those ones who have and for those who have been been the messengers and delivering those blessings. It's been just amazing to see the church in in motion. And I feel so blessed to be able to see what God is doing and just just uh, see you being the church. But even as I say that, I'm thinking, well, maybe some of you are thinking, but hang on, I didn't know about that. I haven't got any eggs. I haven't seen any of that happening. And I want to say, look, I want to encourage you to be a part of that. I want to ask you, what what do you have that you can you can bless someone else with? Maybe you've got some extra... Whatever it might be. Uh, maybe you've got some hand sanitizer. <laughs> what, what, what do you have right now that you can bless someone else with? Uh, maybe there's something you have, or maybe you can be that delivery person. Maybe you can do someone's shopping for them. Maybe, maybe they can afford the shopping, but they can't get out of the house. And maybe you can be a person just to offer that for someone, to, to bless them in that way, and to deliver something for that person. Or maybe you are the person who you really just need some support right now. And please, as I said, ask for help when you need it. We want to be the church, but it's so hard to know who needs the help most if people don't let us know when you're struggling. Please get in contact with us and let us come alongside you and be the church together at this time. You know, in Acts 2, they shared everything they had. They worshipped God together They shared meals and the Lord's Supper with great joy and generosity. And it said God added to their number daily those who were being saved. I believe as as we are the church, as we be the church, as we love one another, as we show the love of God to, to one another and the world around us, God will help others see the love of God through us and He will add daily to those who are being saved. He will, will bring people into the kingdom of God through your love for them and the world around you. It's God who works in people's hearts and lives, not us. And we need to be praying that God would have his way in our lives and in the world around us at this time. You know, my, my, my point is this this morning, is that we cannot be the church of Jesus Christ in isolation. Now, I say that meaning... We can't follow Jesus just by being a spectator. You can't just sit on the sidelines watching the church in action without getting involved in some way, shape or form and truly be the church. We cannot obey the commands of Jesus Christ in total isolation. Now we might be physically isolated, I get that, but we can't be the church and do the things that God has called us to do if we stay on our own and don't meet with other christians other believers in jesus christ so this morning there's two things i want to ask you to to try and do this week whether you're joining us today for the first time or whether you've been part of the church for for 40 years there's two things i want to ask every person to to do this week And number one is to pray to ask god to help you have revelation of who He is, His amazing love for you, and what He has done through Jesus Christ. And and through this season, I pray that as we pray that prayer, as we open the Bible and read about who God is, as we read about what Jesus has done for us, and through the Old Testament, the way God has Pointed towards what Jesus was going to do and then what he fulfilled it and as we read through the Bible that even if you've been a Christian for 30, 40, 50 years I pray that through this season we will have fresh revelation that we will be filled with wonder and awe again at our wonderful God and Saviour Jesus Christ. Let's believe for this time to be a time of refreshing, a time of encouragement, even when in the natural it seems like a time of of fear and, and other things. Let's believe that this is going to be a time of refreshing, of that awe and wonder coming back to us again, maybe. The second thing I want to ask you to do is to ask God to help you see something that you can do to share the love of God with someone else. I'm not asking you to try and come up with something or to, to just come up with something to do, but ask God to help you see something that you can do to be an encouragement and to show the love of God to someone else. Then it's up to you to see whether you obey or not. I just want to encourage you to ask God and say, God, put something on my heart. Stir something within me to, that I, I would know what you want me to do in this season. Help me to see how I, even in isolation I can be a part of your church, how I can live out what you've called me to do. You know, as a church, we we uh, normally have so many different programs running. We, we have Kids Hope in the school, and we have uh, Kids Inc., and, and different things happening around the church. And many of you serve on Sunday mornings, and you're, you're helping different people do different things. And we can't do many of those things at this time. We, we still have youth and, and, and mops and those things happening, but we, we actually need different people to do different things to help those uh, ministries continue and to happen. And maybe, maybe actually you've, you've lost your job at this time or maybe you're at home and you, you can't do the things you normally do and you've got time on your hands. If, if you know how to, to burn DVDs and, and to turn this service into a DVD for someone to, to pass off, to, 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 to share with others who can't actually watch this service online, you would be such a blessing if you would just let us know and if you could get involved with that. Maybe you know how to write letters and you are able to just be a blessing at this time and and maybe you can write letters of encouragement to your neighbours. Maybe you can write to someone in the church that you're just thinking, that person's just on your heart and you can write a letter of encouragement. And you know what? Whatever we do, we can all pray. We can all pray and ask God to encourage people When God puts people in our hearts, we can just begin to lift them up to God and say, God, strengthen that person today. Help them to remember your love for them today, God. Every one of us, whoever we are, wherever we're from, whatever we're doing, we can pray. And I want to encourage you, church, let's be a praying church through this season. Let's get on our knees. Let's ask God to move and pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Pray for those who are making decisions that are affecting the lives and the the livelihoods of so many people across the world right now. We need to be a praying church. I just want to read two last passages as we come to a close this morning. Firstly, from Matthew chapter 24 and verse 4. It says this, Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars. But don't panic. That's right, it says, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pains and more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. You know, Jesus says, do not panic when these trials come. We do not need to panic. Through Jesus Christ, we have the victory. Through all the things we face in this life, we know that in eternity, we have the victory through Jesus Christ. It says these things will be hard. These things will happen and we shouldn't be surprised. And he says, and the gospel will be preached in every nation on earth, and then the end will come, because Jesus is coming back. He is alive today, and he is coming back to judge the living and the dead. Jesus is the righteous judge, and he will, on that day, every one of us will give account for our lives. The Bible says that anyone who's put their faith in Jesus Christ will, will, be, will be forgiven, and we have forgiveness, but we will still give an account for the way we have lived our lives. You know, last weekend alone... There were over 140,000 churches using this church online platform. 140,000 churches. And that's not including churches doing church via Facebook or Zoom or, or or Skype or YouTube or any of those other platforms. 140,000 churches uh, using church online to to minister to people. And last weekend alone. It was, um, I don't know if you've seen the, the little button at the end of the service that says, uh, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I think some of you have pressed that button probably and, and just to uh, see what it does when you click on it. I really want to encourage you maybe not to do that unless you're actually really wanting to say, yeah, I, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. But last weekend, up to 60,000 people gave their life to Jesus Christ. Now, as I said, probably some of them, uh, maybe just like you playing with the buttons and seeing what they were about, But I believe thousands of people gave their life to Jesus Christ, surrendering their lives to Him, acknowledging what Jesus has done for them on the cross, that they would have forgiveness and eternal life through Him. What an amazing privilege it is to be a part of what God is doing right now. And you know, through Church Online, over 9 million people last weekend viewed church services around the world. And again, that's only church online platforms, there's YouTube, there's Facebook, there's so many other services taking place in other ways, in, uh, in other platforms, on top of all those that are just meeting at home and, and just reading the Word and, and praying and worshipping God together on their own at home. You know, God is doing some amazing things even in this challenging season. And you know what? The gospel is being preached in every nation on this earth right now. The message of the the cross, the message of Jesus Christ is being preached. Even this service is is being broadcast to the entire world. For anyone who will log on and listen, the word is going out. And I want to be ready. We want to be ready as a church for that day when Jesus comes back. We don't want to be seen as ones who've fallen asleep. We don't want our love to grow cold. We want to be people who, who shine brightly the love of God to the world around us. Let's be that church. You know, our mission as a church is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's our mission, to live and communicate it, the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It can transform lives, it changes us, it enables us to be for God's glory. The final passage I want to read is from Matthew chapter 25, just turning over the page. Verse 31 of Matthew 25, it says, But when the Son of Man comes... In his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry. And you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothes? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. You know, God has called us to be the church, to, to know his love, to be transformed by his love and to love the world around us so that they too might know the hope that we have in him. Church, I want to encourage you, encourage us. So Let's ask God to lead us in these days. We can't do church like we normally do, but we can still be the church for the glory of God. Let's ask God to give us wisdom and and, and to know how to do things wisely and and to uh, do things safely. But let's ask God to lead us to be a blessing, to show His love to the world around us, that they too might know the hope that we have in Him. We're going to take communion in just a moment. As it says in Matthew 26... Verse 26, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it for this is my blood which, is, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice To forgive the sins of many. You know, we would have no hope other than what Jesus did for us on the cross. And today, as we as we come together, as we think about what it means to be the church, to devote ourselves to God's word, to to fellowship, to to breaking bread and having communion and, and prayer, we want to take communion together this morning. We want to remember the great hope we have through Jesus Christ. We want to be the church that God has called us to be at this time. But first, we've got to come back to the cross, day by day, moment by moment, just to remember it's God's power at work that gives us hope and life and eternal life. So I'd encourage you just to go and maybe find a piece of bread, maybe have some grape juice, maybe have some fruit juice. As I've said the last few weeks, I believe God doesn't care so much about what it is we eat and drink, but that we do this in remembrance of Him. I encourage you just to go and do those things, just to, to, to find the bread, to find the, the drink. And let's prepare ourselves. Prepare the physical things, but prepare our heart and say, God, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. And even this morning, if you've never taken communion before, if you've never been to church and you're thinking, oh, communion, I don't know about that, that's, that's a bit religious for me, I, I might not do this. I just want to invite you to do this as a moment of saying thank you to God. Because Jesus came for you. He loved you. God so loved the world that he came and died on a cross for our sin. And this morning, as we take community in just a moment, I want us to do this in remembrance, to do this in, in, with a thankfulness, and reminding ourselves that our hope is based on this one thing, that Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice for our sin, that he defeated sin and death, and that we too can have eternal life through his name. Let's prepare ourselves now as the band leads us in this song together. things we've done, Lord Jesus, that you came and died on the cross for us. Lord God, we just thank you for your word that that shows us your plans for us, your plans for the church and Lord God, we just thank you for the book of Acts that shows us what your church was like even as you, you began the church here on earth. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your amazing love and grace. And God, we want to say sorry this morning for the times when we have just treated your grace flippantly or without any kind of reverent respect or honor that it deserves, Lord God. Lord, for when we have had no wonder and awe of who you are, God, we want to say sorry this morning. Lord God, we, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the privilege it is to, to know you, to have hope, to have forgiveness through Jesus Christ. And God, even as we hold the, the biscuit and the cup, the bread and the wine, God, we we thank you. For this time to remember that the hope we have is not based on what we do, but it's all about what you have done for us. And this morning, God, we we eat and we drink, declaring, our hope is in you, Lord. We we eat and drink, saying, God, thank you for what you have done for us, and Lord, also we. We eat and drink knowing that we are one body, that we have fellowship together through Jesus Christ. And we give you thanks and praise today in your name. Amen. Let's eat and drink celebrating what he has done for us. Thank you, Lord. God, I just pray today that as we go out to do the things that we do this week, that God, you would... Just help us to continually remember your amazing grace, that you are there with us always. You sent your Holy Spirit to fill us and to empower us, to to, to lead us in all situations. And God, I just pray that you would help us to be a people of prayer, that we would continually just come back to you with the challenges we face. God, even as we seek to be a blessing to one another, that we would just be, be mindful of your leading and your presence with us. God, we just thank you for bringing miraculous provision to people this week, for miraculous um, just workings in your people's lives, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. I want to say again, thank you so much for joining with us today. Please continue helping us to spread the word of Jesus Christ, the message of hope that we have with the world around us. You can share this message. You can uh, tell people about it. Uh, or just go and love your neighbor. What a privilege it is to to know God and to join together with one another. God loves you, so do we. Please, if you can, uh, click on the the links down beside us there and join in with one of the the Zoom chats. Or if you're uh, all the kids out there, I encourage you to hang around and join with Kids Church after the service by going to the Facebook page. And again, the links will be in the chat on the Church Online platform there. Uh, Thank you so much for joining with us. Um, Have a great week and look forward to seeing you soon.